Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live across Australia on SEN Track, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Giddy Up as we uh, kickstart the second hour here on Giddy Up. Josh Jenkins in the chair filling in for the great Gareth Hall. It was great to speak to Mike Moroni uh, before 10 o'clock. Let's go from... Uh, one great trainer to another, and this man and his father, uh, who who shouldn't be forgotten about. He no, he never is, but Sam is the uh, is the uh, the face of the stable these days, and they had an amazing twenty twenty three and a twenty twenty four, which started quite nicely yesterday at headquarters. His name is Sam Friedman, and he's been good enough to jump on the line and join me. Sam, good morning. Morning, Josh. 2023 was pretty good, and uh, I imagine it's going to be hard to top, particularly when you mention the words without a fight. But uh, the new year started quite nicely because uh, a couple of your gallopers were very, very good yesterday in Glantanius and Bel Air. Yeah, they were. No, the um, like the team have, have done a good job. They've been working very hard over the sort of the Christmas and festive period, which is jam packed with racing, and um, you know it's, it's a lot of work for them. Uh, with some sort of night meetings and early mornings. So um, they've worked very hard, and um, yesterday was a great start to the new year. I'll take you back to Saturday before we talk about uh, your two winners yesterday in detail. Peace Treaty and, and Miss Tarzi, two horses who, who are still sort of making their way, but both uh, looking like very, very uh, smart horses for the future. Yeah, they are. Look, Miss Tarzi's really been... Um, one of the most improved horses we've, we've probably got in the stable at the moment. She, she's just come back in terrific order. She's always shown good raw talent at home, but um, she's never been able to really put it together until this campaign. So it's been excellent to see her obviously string all these wins together and she's settling well in front and um, she settled well in behind there on Saturday, quickened up nicely. So yeah, she's, she's a progressive staying filly or mare and, um, you know, she's at the right time of year to try and capitalise on, on some of these staying races. And, you know, ultimately we'd love to try and get her some black type at some stage if we can. Can you put your finger on what's what's been key to the improvement? Is it something you guys have done differently or is it more so just the horse maturing, you know, under her own steam? Yeah, I think that it's a, a lot of mental maturity with her. She's, she's, you know, raced a little fierce 
sort of in previous preparations and um, she's always given the impression that she's very clean winded and wants to stay a trip, but mentally she's probably thought she's a sprinter, so she's wanted to get it over and done with um, all at once. And I think just a lot of her work at home is sort of in behind and then on her own and just keeping her nice and settled and relaxed. And I think that certainly helped in, in her form turnaround. Um, but a lot of it's just, you know, natural maturity with a, a horse getting a bit of time and, um, and they can take you know some good steps forward when they're when they're given plenty of time to mature. And Peace Trady was 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 a good uh, performance as well. Three from four. Now this uh, this filly, so she's starting to to build a, a pretty impressive little resume and picked up plenty of that uh, that nice Vobus uh, gold money, which is always handy for the owners as well. Yeah, it is. That Vobus scheme's brilliant for um for all these horses that that, that are you know. That, that can get it. So she's, um, you know, she's going to head down a path of, of trying to capitalise on that prize money for the next sort of six months as well. There's a really rich, the Vobus race down the straight worth three quarters of a million dollars that could be front of mind. Um, but she's, you know, she's a smart filly that's, um, she was a good winner at Mornington, you know, when we sort of restrained her a little bit. And uh, I think she's, yeah, she really showed her best asset, which is just being able to, let let roll and, and dictate. Um she had a really good turn of foot. She's probably suited by the by uh you know, by the way that the, the, the valley cambers and yeah, she got a little bit of a breather in the middle stages, but she's um yeah, she is a smart filly and you know, ultimately you'd love to get her as well as Miss Tarzi into um a black type race. But as you said, you know, she's robust and there's just so much prize money there for her, so we'd be silly not to go down that path. Plenty of options uh, for her, whichever way you go. And then yesterday, Glentanius. Now, I was at Mooney Valley working a couple of weeks ago, and uh, some of the uh, the yard watchers were saying that he was a little playful, let's say, before his, his performance there. It didn't seem to – well, it didn't affect his performance at all. He, he came out and won nicely. He was uh, a little better behaved, I believe, yesterday and won equally as, as well over 2,800 metres. So was that was that just one out of the box for him that day at, at the Valley? Did something just uh, irritate him or, or have him jumping for joy? Because I guess typically uh, when you see that in a stayer, you'd get a bit nervous. Yeah, he's a funny horse. He's just sort of got a lot of energy to burn and, you know, he's had a pretty busy period. He's been running frequently and um, he's handling his racing very well. Um, he, he can just sort of have a buck and kicks out behind, which he actually started doing in the gates um, yesterday when he was you know, getting a little bit impatient. So I think it's just, yeah, it's just him sort of feeling well and letting everyone know that he's, that he's yeah, feeling feeling in good order. So... Yes, they're a little more settled, obviously, on a quick enough backup, and you've had a fair bit of racing. Um, so that was good to see because he needs to be doing everything right once you get out to these trips. And obviously, once we go up in class, you, there's no margin for error. So um, good to see him relax and get into a rhythm. Damien Lane just has a really good rapport with him, gets on so well with him, um, and you know that makes a really big difference. Now, you know, there'll be the obvious questions about how far he can go and, and how good he can be. But he, he, he certainly, yesterday, as you look to tick the, the box out to 2,800 metres, he, he settled beautifully. He looped that field. Now, I guess you can argue some of those horses, you know, don't necessarily win out of turn. But he absolutely looped them and, and, and won very, very comfortably a two-length victory. So you had to be very impressed and, and very excited with what you saw yesterday from him. Yeah, absolutely. And look, it was a real long-range plan that, that sort of came off. 
Um, basically, after his first up run, we we headed towards this race, and he's got in. Yeah, he got in with a really low weight, um, and still managed to keep you know, probably the best jockey at the meeting on. Um, so it, it it really all worked out for him. Um, he's certainly a better class of horse than what he's rating um, had him at. So he was well handicapped. And, um, you know, from here, we, we might look towards a Roy Higgins, something like that, which is the end of March. It's worth $500,000 and it's a golden ticket into the cup. So that's that's uh, potentially you know, a target race for him from here. And how we get there, we'll just sit down and work it out. But he's, yeah, he's pulled up really well this morning, which is good. So we'll start plotting a path towards that. You, you, you mentioned that he's a he's a stayer who's who's well he's a horse that's got plenty of energy and perhaps when he's kicking out and 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 behaving like that it's actually a good sign not necessarily a negative but um, is he is he one that because of that maybe he will race more than your average you know staying type of horse he'll 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 look to you'll look to send him around a lot more you just work him a bit more or what 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 will you do with him just to keep him from I guess getting to race day and 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 absolutely being over the top. Yeah, well, I mean that's the thing. I mean, he he actually, you know, he went six weeks between runs. I think uh, into a Flemington race and um, melted in the yard. He had a really good sweat just because he's you know feeling good, um, and he's gradually got better and better. But he's, you know, he gets fat on fresh air as well, so he does need his work kept <laughs> up to him. He's not um, he's not your typical sort of lean and mean staying horse. He does need need a fair bit of work, and that's you know sort of flagged to the owners after he's. Uh, when it's Sandown, that we may well need to run him at the Valley very close to New Year's Day, and thankfully, you know, it all came off. So we'll have to be strategic in how we go about it, mindful of not going to the well, you know, too many times on race day. But um, he does need his work kept up to him. So it will present as a challenge, but um, yeah, it's a good challenge to have. Absolutely. Keeps you on your toes. And then Bel Air was, a, was a, again, he was a very good uh, winner yesterday, uh, just... Damien Lane gave the horse a, a great ride. He was able to to, to join in and, and win, not easily, but win comfortably. And he deserved that because he's a horse. I think his most recent performance was 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 really, really strong. Maybe even career best. You'd be uh, best a place to, to, to judge and assess that. But he's a horse who um, I'm interested in your opinion because, you know, I guess we look at their, their, their career um, overall, and you say, you know, two wins, a heap of seconds. Is he a genuine horse? Is he unlucky? How do you assess a horse that that always pretty much runs well, but often can can find one better? Yeah, it's it's a really funny way to um, to look at him. I mean, I've, we we can be quite harsh on him um, internally just because he's he's a very good worker and he runs so well in races without winning. And it's frustrating because you, you know, you feel that if he if he fully applied himself, he could actually be a pretty pretty handy horse, I'd say. But um, you know, he's hit the front on occasion and pricked his ears, and you know, he waits for another horse. He needs a really well timed ride to get there late. Um, he never runs a bad race. He's honest, genuine. I'm not certain. He does need things to, to pan out, but he he. Um, He's a great horse to own because he's sound. He, he, he pops up every preparation, picks up a lot of prize money, and um, he, he definitely deserved it yesterday. So we're hopeful that you know he can he can take the improvement mentally that that he needs to. And um, you know his rating's gone, I think, to 79. So he'll head to an 84 at Flemington in a couple of weeks, and 
the drop in weight a touch, so he should um, he should be hard enough to beat there. He came through that uh, Sportsbet Future Stars series, and I think he ran third or fourth in the final. So uh, that's a that's I think the first uh, first of those heats comes up on on Jan eleven again. So just another nice rich little uh, opportunity. You, you you could place a, a maiden horse and try and you know win a seventy five thousand dollar maiden and then target that three hundred thousand dollar final. So that's a nice series that he came through. That hopefully you've got one or two to send through again. Yeah, they're, they're, it's a really good series. Um, yeah, I think you saw a pretty good final, some good form out of that, that race. And yeah, those rich maidens, it's a good opportunity for owners to get a strong return. In a, you know, it's probably the hardest race for them to win is their maiden. And, um, you know, they're, they're naturally going to be strong races. But to, to pick up such good prize money, um, I think it's really important that a lot of the prize money is allocated to those sort of those sort of races. So it's Excellent to see the form go on, and I'm sure this series will be strong and very hard to participate in. You're going to need a decent one to win those maidens, but um, yeah, hopefully we can we can try and pick one of them off. Now we had Mike Moroni on uh, before ten o'clock, and he was just talking about the the, the strain and pain of uh, a situation like work cover and what that's doing and how much that's costing. He was very open with his figures and, and what's going on there now. Your task with pretty much, well, not pretty much, all of the media interviews and a lot of the, the work uh, in front of the camera, is that something you um, uh, are across in detail and how much of a strain that's putting on stables and, and, and workplaces? I Absolutely. I think, um, you know, Mike would be best placed to, to make comment on that. He's been in the game for a very long time and knows exactly how it all works. And you know, I think every trainer and every business is feeling the pinch in that regard um so it is you know it's pleasing to see something something being done about it because um you know i think for probably small and middle-sized trainers it's it's a real challenge and um you know something that's needed to be addressed for a little while so it's, it's it is nice to see that something's hopefully hopefully going to happen and uh for you uh early in the new year a bit of a any chance of a let up or do you have to just keep powering um, I was I had had a wedding in Sydney over the over the weekend, so that was um that was a bit of a let up back to back to work today and tomorrow and then up for the sales at the Magic Millions. So it's um yeah, that's obviously a busy, busy time of year. It's a to be honest, this time of year it's you know, you're you're all over the place with sales and, and races and everything. So all the staff at home sort of they're doing um a lot of the heavy lifting and, and you're just trying to keep across it all. So they're all doing a very good job. And uh, Fred, I expect uh, Friedman Racing will be buying a few up there at the uh, Magic Millions, uh, provided the the, uh, the pockets are deep enough. They'll have to be deep based on uh, previous uh, sales. How, if uh, anyone's listening, wants to take one, two, five, ten, a hundred percent, maybe? How do they how do they go about it? Yeah, well, look, just onto our um, our website, which is uh, I think Friedman.com.au. So it's um, yeah, you can just touch base, send us an email, and and get involved it's um you know it's it's very hard to buy the right sort of horse at magic millions unless you've got a you know a lot to spend we won't be you know shopping at the top end but we'll look to try and pick up a few in that sort of 100 to, to 200 range um you know we bought some really good horses out of the sale at artorias who was passed in so um there is plenty of opportunity to to buy some there and we'll be looking to do the same again this year 
I like it, Sam. Thanks for your time. Good luck uh, up there on the Gold Coast. Uh, not your first rodeo, so I don't need to remind you that uh, you're there for work and not for play. But enjoy it up there. Uh, congrats with uh, all of your winners over the past few days. And um, thanks again for giving us a few minutes on Getty Up. No worries. Thanks, Josh. There's Sam Friedman, part of uh, 50% of uh, Friedman Racing with Sam and Anthony Friedman. Uh, always uh, great to speak to, always open uh, and honest with the assessments of his horses. And I thought he assessed Bel Air fantastically well. He's a horse who, who he always runs well and he always goes close, but he doesn't always win. And yesterday was his day with Damien Lane aboard, carried the 62 kilos and got the job done in the George Watson, that 1,400-metre race yesterday at Flemington. So, uh, yeah, I thought he assessed that horse incredibly well. So thanks to Sam for his time. It's a little uh, bit of a compressed bag of tips after the break, but that's where exactly where we are going. We're going to start off uh, with Mickey Gannon, and then we're going to go to Mitchie Lewis. Darren Carroll's got a tip for us in the trots as well. So quick break, and then we fire up bag of tips.